Welcome to the Uncle Hack Podcast, where dudes pretty much just talk dude shit. Welcome to another episode of the Uncle Hack Podcast. Uh, I apologize for my nasally sounding voice, okay? I am uh, coming down off of a cold. It probably sounds awful. I can only imagine. I already have a bad voice, and when you, you when you start getting some congestion in there, then it probably sounds worse, you know? And, and the sad thing is, folks... You know, once once you grab a gear on this whole, I, I don't want to say sobriety, but when you clean up your act, let's call it that, hey? Let's call it cleaning up your act, why don't we, for a second, so I can still get some credibility from all the degenerates out there, you know? All right, October 21st, hey, uh, here we are before we begin. October 21st, we're in Fernie, B.C., October 22nd, Fort St. John, British Columbia, October 29th, Calgary, November 12th, we are in Edmonton, Alberta, November 18th, in Austin, Texas, November 22nd, Round Rock, Texas, December 3rd, Plano, Texas, just outside of Dallas, uh, February 9th and 10th in Thunder Bay, February 16th and 17th in Niagara Falls. You can get tickets at DangerCatShop.com. Come and hang out with the cats. Come and join us for an evening of laughter, why don't you? Yeah. DangerCatShop.com. A couple years ago, if I came on here all congested and nasally, you'd be like, oh, he had himself a good weekend. Now, I now it's like, oh, I went outside without my fucking jacket. You know how embarrassing that is? It is good to like calm down a little bit in your elder years. And I'm saying this as a 32-year-old man. And, and for some, they're like, what do you mean fucking elder years? But listen, okay? Listen. Sometimes, we go over this quite often, but I mean like now's a good time to talk about it because you'd be like, oh, wow, he's still nasally from the weekend. What did he get up to? He must have been sitting inside of some fucking, you know, some sex parties. Was he going to sex parties like he did in his youth? Was he? Huh? Was he was he railing cocaine off of uh, you know, women who have lower low standards? Was he railing cocaine off their ass? No. No, I I literally I I, I don't even know how I got this cold. A head cold. And I'm not even going to sit here and say that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bring on the jokes. Bring on. What did you have? Some bat wing soup? What were you doing? Were you kissing an Asian? Huh? What were you? What did you? What did you go out and you lick the fucking handrail on a city bus? No, I don't even know. I don't even know. That's the thing, you know, two years ago. You no, know what's funny is like you get you get sick now. Like two go back and even it's funny, you bring up the the nose nachos, right? For what I don't even know how long ago it's it's been a minute. I know that. It's been almost fuck four years. Four years off the the off the devil's dandruff, you know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, it, 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 it's and then you you, you get uh, I'm getting a little excited over here. Calm it down, Brendan. Doing a podcast, trying to talk to people, but but you get this little head cold going, right? Even you go back to 2020, you get a head cold. All of a sudden, eight men in hazmat suits are shooting you with a fucking tranquilizer gun that has a COVID fucking vaccine in it. You can't walk in public. You 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 snort a little, like you do one of those. I know that's a horrendous sound coming over your speakers, but you do one of those sounds, people start getting a little weird weird around you. They're like, hey, whoa, whoa, where's your mask? Start doing that around you. Start yelling things. What the hell are you doing outside if you're sick? What are you doing out here? What is wrong with you? You need to grow up. You're going to kill somebody. Yeah, a, a cough was a loaded weapon. And it's hilarious. Now you get one and they're like, whatever, who gives a shit, right? The lockdowns are done. Who cares? Half the teenagers have died from the, the, the juice that we pumped into them. They drop dead. They're dropping dead on soccer fields. Get out of here if I'm. you think I'm scared of your little cough, right? We laugh in the face of it. For two years, hysteria just flowed through us. And now you could, you know, I called the family up. It's Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada. And I called the family up and I'm like, listen, I got a little bit of a head cold. Uh, you know, I don't want to get the family sick. I'm still like nice enough like because nobody likes being sick. It's not fun. And you're just a bit of a prick if you show up to a family event, you know, just coughing on everything. You're sitting in the corner blowing your nose. It's not a, it's not a fun sight to be around. It's not, it's not enjoyable when you're listening to somebody just like hacking over in the corner. It's not like, and it's not even your, you know, degenerate uncle that's in the corner that's yelling like, hey, what are you putting on the sports? Coughing. I got money on that game. What are you doing changing that? The hell are we doing here? What are you doing changing the channel? It's October baseball right now. Fucking... The Blue Jays, I got money on the Blue Jays, even though they're out. I know, fuck. I got money. What the hell are we doing here? It's NFL Sunday. I got fucking, I got $100 on the Patriots to cover the spread. What the hell are you doing changing the <coughs> channel? Can you grab me a beer? You know, it's always good to be around those people, but it sucks because you don't want to be that guy. So I, I, uh. I spent my weekend just, you know, I finally got to kick my feet up and just enjoy an NFL Sunday. And that was rudely interrupted by some war that's happening. You know, this war that's taking place that's uh, all over everybody's news feeds. Everybody's up in arms about this. They're losing their mind. They're going crazy about it up here in Canada. And I, I, I get it. I totally understand. You know, the NHL banned pride tape. And it's got everybody up in arms like we don't know where to go right now. We don't know what to do. We're losing it up here. We're losing it. The NHL bans pride tape and it's just, it's pure genocide up here in Canada. <laughs> what did you think I was talking about? Did you think that, oh, you you think that I I'm I'm diving into the, American war machine funding a little operation that's going on in the Gaza Strip. 
Oh, we're talking about a strip of tape on some goddamn hockey sticks over here, you know? This is the real problem that's out here in Canada. Everybody's up in arms, throwing, throwing around their opinion, you know? As soon as something big like this happens, you got to take a step back and you got to analyze the situation before you can make a big commitment to your response to what happens with the NHL. That's what we care about over here. They're like, what the hell you mean? The Jews got bombed? Okay, that's great. My son is non-binary and his favorite player isn't going to have pride tape on his goddamn stick. A stick, I may add, that we cannot afford. But his favorite player, you know? Chris Russell isn't going to have the rainbow on his hockey stick this season, and it's got us up in arms. You know what I mean? Am I going to show up to the rink and literally in, in try to enjoy a game that I grew up with while it's committing genocide on its own people? You got to be sick in your head. You have to be sick in your head. It is disgusting. You know, we're walking around all willy-nilly over here, pretending like, like the war isn't on our own soil right now. Like, like the, the boats haven't reached the beach of Normandy and we're, we're being stormed upon, all right? Listen, I don't, I, don't, I don't take my nieces and nephews to the drag time story hour because I want to. I know, I'm just trying to collect some of those social credit score points so that way maybe in the future the bank will look at me and be like, look, yeah, lend him $1,000 so he can cover his rent this month. You know, give them, and then I know a few of you, you pay $1,000 in rent? No, that's just to like kick the can down the street a little further before I'm evicted. And it's disgusting that a lot of people are standing up against this. You Can, can you imagine? Could you imagine being that type of individual that would just take a, a stance like that to be like, listen, the hockey tape, this is where I draw the fucking line. This is where we start to have issues is because, you know, McDavid isn't going to be flying around out there. You know, Austin Matthews isn't going to be out there doodling, doodling around some defensemen with some pride flags on a stick. And you think I'm going to spend $390 for a nosebleed seat to go down there and literally watch bigotry take place in front of my eyes. You have to be out of your mind. And if you think that I'm joking about this, oh, oh God, let's bring it up. This is the article fresh off the press with the CBC. NHL bans players' use of pride tape after previously disallowing themed warm-up jerseys. Players can voluntarily participate in themed celebrations off the ice. Oh, my. The NHL sent a memo to teams last week clarifying what players can and cannot do as part of the themed celebrations this season including a ban on the use of rainbow-colored stick tape for Pride Nights that have become a hot-button issue in Canada. 
or in hockey. Sorry, I, I just thought it was funny to throw Canada in there because outside of uh, this country's borders, you know, very few people give a flying fuck about the NHL. You go down to the states, like right. I'm an international comedian now. You might have heard last episode. I'm flying all around the countryside. I'm just really trying to make it in this industry, right? But as soon as you cross that border and you get into some of these uh, these states, the last thing, you could be like, did you hear that they banned pride tape in hockey? And they'd be like, what the fuck is pride tape? And why are we talking about hockey? Listen, you need to shut up, you dumb syrup slurping son of a bitch and go cross, cross that border, okay? We keep that. You keep that up. I'm going to tell Biden to build a border wall across that whole, that whole little country line that separates us. You idiot. Unreal. The updated guidance reaffirms on ice player uh, uniforms and gear for warm up and official team practices cannot be altered to reflect theme nights, including pride. Hockey fights cancer or military appreciation celebrations. Player, see, this is the funny part: is like people are more upset over the fact that pride tape isn't allowed, but then there's military appreciation nights in there. And they're like, listen, these guys, they go get their limbs blown off in the act of war. You might have seen some of this floating around in your Twitter feed. You know. Uh, this whole war thing. We're not really familiar with it because it's never really touched the ground of Canada. There's never been a war that's taken place here. You know, the biggest war that you maybe have is like, you start getting into a possible snowball fight with your neighbor because he only shoveled the snow halfway. You know, they instead of just, why didn't you just do the whole thing and then I'll do it next time and we alter every time. Whoever has a shovel out, will just shovel, right? <sighs> That's the that's the Great Canadian War. You got to dig pretty deep to, you know, you got the War of 1812. That is one. But I, I believe that took more, uh, that, that was more taking place in the United States. I got to brush up on my history here. But war touching down on the soil of Canada. I'm talking here. I'm not saying we're sending our soldiers overseas into uh, war-torn areas. I'm not talking about like when we just pack the troops up and send them over to Afghanistan. I'm talking like, no, right here, right? There might be a little bit of a gang war happening in Scarborough, you know, right outside of Toronto. There's probably gang wars taking place that go under the radar quite often. But as far as, uh, you know, as far as the military appreciation celebrations, we're kind of like, eh, we need a shush down on all of that, you know, like they are getting their limbs blown off, but do you know how brave you have to be to cut off your cock as a kid? Do you know how brave you have to be to allow your parents to convince you to chop off your penis as a young, thriving toddler in Canada? You know, gender-affirming surgery, have you heard of it? Mm, probably not because you're an asshole. You're a total dickhead and you don't recognize what some people have to go through to get some goddamn respect in this country, okay? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's wonderful. You fought in the war of Afghanistan. Good for fucking you. Oh, I'm sorry. 
I didn't realize that you weren't taking estrogen blockers, okay? Before you even hit puberty. You know how, how big a balls you got to have to do something like that? Yeah, sure. Anybody can pick up a gun, right, and fly overseas and shoot terrorists, right? Anybody can do that. But can anybody allow their parent to just shovel pills down your throat and allow you to be the little boy or the little girl or whatever your little boy turned into little girl, however it fucking plays out, okay? There's many scenarios that could be played. You could be non there. You know, the list goes on and it's about time that we're recognizing it and, and we're seeing that there's an actual genocide on these people because, you know, in the future, they're going to be dependent on us <coughs> they're really going to be looking towards us being like, what are you doing? Yeah, we need you to procreate. I mean, what do you want me to do? I, I was brave in my toddler years. I don't need to be brave in my adulthood. That's why I need a month-long celebration, you know? That's why, we, that's why they need a month long is so that way you can finally understand what, it, what, what courage it takes to do such such an act, you know, we'll give the, we'll give the veterans one day, like, yeah, good, great, grand, beautiful. You went over there. You shot some people go to Scarborough. You can shoot somebody. You can shoot somebody whenever the hell you want. You can do whatever you want in this country. You can do whatever you want. You can raise flags for Hamas. You can fucking, you can do whatever the hell you want. One day you could be a Canadian that's chanting out in the streets, ban the ADL, and two months later, here you are with an Israeli flag in your Twitter bio. That's how fun we are over here. But this, this is something that we got to take serious, folks. The fact no pride tape is going to be on the player sticks this year. Here we go. Pride tape. Pride tape tweeted out this. Pride Tape team is extremely disappointed by the NHL's decision to eliminate Pride Tape, uh, Pride Tape from any league on ice activities. The league has used language in recent days which would prohibit the tape from any proximity to the NHL hockey. We hope the league and teams will again show commitment to this important symbol of combating homophobia. You're forgetting the list, okay? Many of the players themselves have been exceptional advocates for the tape. For the last six years, we are grateful for the clubs and the players' support and visibility and for inclusion in hockey. The NHL's amplification and global influence has been integral to Pride Tape connecting with players, parents, coaches, officials, and fans at all levels in 40 countries. <laughs> which is hilarious because they realize that, you know, it is funny because they're kind of admitting right there is like, listen, the reason we've been making money is because you guys have been putting the pride tape all across TV, right? You guys have been putting the pride tape on TV. We're getting some free advertising in a way, you know, I imagine that there's been contributions from the NHLs or NH the NHLs, NHL teams, 
to this organization, if it's an organization. It sounds like it's a business that just lost out on a, uh, on a partnership that would have uh, made them a great amount of money. Seven years ago, Pride Tape was born out of adversity as a grassroots hockey initiative that remains resilient and optimistic about our plans with hockey clubs, organizations, and their partners at, at every level. Thank you to everyone around the world who has had the courage to speak up for inclusion and stand up to the idea that hockey is for everyone. Despite this setback, we are encouraged for what lies ahead based on our recent conversations from every corner of the sport. Isn't that beautiful? You're watching money slip out of your fingers just like that, say. It's a horrible thing when you know that you're about to lose money, right? This is like, this is the NFTs in the real world. Right before your eyes, you thought that you got yourself a nice little paycheck coming in. And before you know it, they ripped the rug out from right underneath you. You said that eh, we're not really interested in this. You know, Ivan Provorov. Did I say that right? Who gives a shit? Ivan with the Philadelphia Flyers, he comes out and says, no, not doing it and sells out jerseys. And that just shows the state of hockey. You know, nobody's really here for it. I don't quite understand anymore. I don't get it. This individual, like, sh these individuals just shouting out into the ether, like, include me. It's just like, can you relax? No one, no one cares when you come into a hockey rink of uh, your sexual orientation. You know, nobody gives a shit until you start screaming about it. Then we're like, can you shut the fuck up? You know? We're watching two teams here play. Are you on whatever side of the team you're on? Whatever fucking colors you want to wear on your jersey, good, great, grand, beautiful. Enjoy the fucking game. No one cares. It's already, you know, we're already getting stiffed with $14 beers being here. Everybody paid the same goddamn amount to have uh, that ticket in their hand be scanned before entry just to enjoy the game of hockey. So I feel like hockey is all ready for everybody to get brutally ass-fucked in the wallet prior to getting... There is no diversity when it comes down to what color is your money, okay? Nobody just sits there and says, is that gay money? Is that some of that gay money? We don't accept gay money around here. Wouldn't that be funny if there was different tokens for different races and all that and some money was worth more? Like, listen here, I got myself a, I got myself a pride dollar. That's three regular Canadian dollars. I would like a cherry Coke with this, please. Get the fuck. Jesus Christ. Uh... The league has used language in recent days which would prohibit the tape from any proximity to NHL hockey. See, what they did, it's funny, is like they've already came out and said that we're just not doing the theme nights anymore. It's too much of a fucking problem, right? It, it ruined it for everybody else. 
you know, this is uh, this is the kid at the birthday party that blows out the candles before the birthday kid gets to it. Just like, can you not? This is not your party. This is not your party, okay? Your party is when you decide to come out to your friend group. That's your party. Our party over here, this hockey party that's taking pla- uh, place is for hockey fans. We don't have to put, I'm a gay, ho- I'm a lesbian hockey fan. I'm a trans hockey fan. I am a Somalian hockey fan. You just can't be a hockey fan. And then, you know, you had these fun uh, nights and then all of a sudden it became more. We need to do Pride Month with the hockey, right? We got to have Pride tape and then you got to have Pride jerseys. We had, you know, and then yeah, the military jerseys and then you got to come out and then what, breast, breast cancer awareness. You know, these things that are actually like war is killing people, right? And fucking breast cancer is killing people, Parents with non-binary kids, they're killing people. You know, it just never goes on. It's just how many fucking people can we wipe off the face of the earth so we can make this place enjoyable again? You know? Four months ago, NHL players to stop wearing pride jersey. That was good. That was fun for a moment. Here we go. Provorov. I was right. Philadelphia. Philadelphia's Ivan Provorov was the first player to decide not to take part in warm-ups when the Flyers wore rainbow-colored jerseys before their Pride Night game in January, citing his Russian Orthodox religion. Ooh, that ain't good, right? Six other players followed for a variety of reasons. Fellow Russians Ilya Labushkin, Denis Guranov, Andre Kuzamenko and Canadians James Reimer and and Eric and Mark Stahl. <laughs> and individual teams, including the New York Rangers, Minnesota Wild, and Chicago, decided not to have any players wear pride jerseys in warm-up. You know, because you got to think about the, the, the one thing that nobody's really taking into consideration is this is a business at the end of the day, right? It's a, it's a business and, and I'm sorry, but homophobia is a part of the business fair folks. It's, it's cashing in some dollars, isn't it? You know, as soon as, as soon as they seen that Provorov's Jersey flew off the shelves and like, they're like, Oh fuck, this isn't good. So that makes more money. Where is the money? It's similar to the Bud Light scenario, right? They lost, I think, over 20% of the market share, closing in on like billions of dollars lost. And the whole, the, the, the thing is, is it's a business first and the activism takes a back seat when the activism isn't making them any money, you know? The whole BLM thing, Made some fucking money, didn't it? It made some cash. So, of course, Nike's going to hop onto it. Of course, all these brands that, you know, can convince people that you're a good person by propping up the textile industry by purchasing this overpriced T-shirt that has a activist slogan on it. An activist slogan? Is that the right way of saying it? I'm sorry, folks. My brain not firing as fast as it normally does, which is already three cylinders short of an eight-cylinder motor. 
but we just don't wrap our heads around. It's similar to war. You know, you got to convince people that the war is good, which is, we'll, we'll get this uh, pride shit out of here. Get out of here. What are you doing up there? But it's similar to like the war that's happening. That's what I like about Canadians is we're so easily duped. Same with North, North Americans in general. This is like, what's the most correct statement that I can garner the most friendships out of? You know, if I say something wrong, will my friends punt me to the curb? And, and the majority of us have to sit and be like, yes, they would. If most of my friends heard what I truly think inside my head of them, their loved ones, their wives, girlfriends, I would be alone in my house by myself enjoying my time, right? But in, but you need the social interaction. And a lot of people rotate in these groups of like constantly trying to say the correct thing at the right time. What's the public opinion? What's everybody agreeing on, you know? And just a few months back, like we kind of mentioned uh, pr prior, is everybody was on board on banning the ADL. Do you remember that? Everybody was like, hey, we got to ban the ADL. The ADL is evil. And in a turn of events, now they are able to shift that hatred to their sworn enemy, okay? The Palestinians, the group of people who have been pushed into a corner of a country that they've resided in for quite some time until those pesky little, never mind. <laughs> it is fun. It is fun because it's dangerous waters to be talking about the, uh, the sacred people. You know, I am just a goy and my, my opinion about the sacred people is is merely just a, a, a salt, a, a speckle of salt in the ocean, you know? That's all it is, folks. That is all it is. But it is fun watching Canadians switch up like that. Because if one minute they're like, I can't believe that they would do this, and then all of a sudden Hamas is fucking... What the hell? They got Hamas. Hamas. There's pro-Palestine fucking in a war that we have no idea about. A vast majority of Canadians do not have a fucking clue about the war that has been taking uh, place in Palestine forever. Forever. There has been bloodshed over there for years and years and years. And it, there is no signs of slowing down. And now, you know, you see folks that, that, that are given this. Once you start seeing propaganda being spread out into the internet, you got you to gotta take a step back and just be like, what are they trying to sell me here? They're trying to get approval so that way they can just bomb the shit out of one area and we all sit back and be like, those sons of bitches just served. Like we didn't learn anything from 9-11. We didn't learn a single thing from 9-11, right? Not one of us. A false flag opera. Go back to any war that's been taking place that the Americans involved themselves in. There's some sort of false flag operation. Next thing you know, you're in there and driving up the good or just propping up the American economy with the military industrial complex. 
and we all just sit back and we clap and applaud and shovel shit into our faces and just consume, 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 because that's all we are good for over here. And we got to just take a hard realization on that, you know? Our opinions, you know, when you tweet something into the void, and I'm guilty of this too, I am making fun of myself as well on this. I'm trying to just really take a step back because, you know, when 9-11 took place, I was 11 years old. So I was just, you know, my opinion didn't matter then and it still doesn't matter now. That's the joy of being uh, a moron. That's the fun of being a complete jackass is because when you put videos of yourself guzzling liters of alcohol gacked out on some Colombian Bam Bam, you know, it's difficult for anybody to take you serious. So that's how it should be. We shouldn't be taking anybody serious on a lot of these goddamn topics. But a, a few things is, is the point I'm trying to make is, is we're watching folks over here that are not even remotely close to being a part of that conflict that is taking place in the Gaza Strip. And we want to sit, where the fuck was I going? Uh, sorry, I had a little bit of a uh, going on. And I completely, I was like, oh, don't burp on camera. Whatever you do, keep that inside. You're already, you already sound like hell. You're making no points. You're making no sense. You just sat there for, what, 20 minutes, giving everybody this, this, this horrible take on why they're bigots. So you lost a majority of your audience already. They dis they despise you. They want to see you hung in the street. That's what they want because you you're just too stupid to be doing a job like this, you know. But that's the joy of it, and that's the fun of being uh, North American, right? We're in North America. I consider myself a part of the whole blanket, you know. And the joy of being Canadian and, uh, you know, Americans are guilty of this too, is we like to sit back and we want to fucking point the well, I fucking, I can't believe that we would allow a pro-Palestine rally to take place inside of our city. And meanwhile, we forget who brought them over. You know, you start digging, you got to go down the rabbit hole. Nobody likes going down the rabbit hole because it leads to the sacred people a lot of the time. And then that makes you an anti-Semite and you can't be an anti-Semite right now. It's not in, it's not hip, it's not cool. You know, two months ago when everybody was talking jazz on the ADL and they wanted to ban the ADL because they were saying some pretty outrageous things, right? Then it was hip, it was cool. You could be an anti-Semite. You could, you could express your thoughts. People would, yeah, all right, I hear you, I hear you. Now, when you're like taking a pro-Palestine, actually go back a year ago, you could take a pro-Palestine stance and people were like, what the, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Israel just needs to keep their goddamn big noses out of there. And that's a bit of a racial joke. And I understand. That's why we'll put that right there. They need to keep their goddamn big noses out of that fucking mess that's going on over there and leave those guys alone. And then a year later, we're like, carpet bomb them. Drop every fucking bomb on them. Because, well, you know, I don't know what these Palestinians are doing or is ruining my dog walk right now. They're I don't know what the conflict is over there, but they got to figure it out because you're ruining my dog walk. I'm in the downtown core. I only get to take my dog out twice a day because I'm working 12 hours that day. 
And by one day off, I got to, you know, I got, I'm trying to enjoy myself. I walk to my favorite coffee shop at noon. And what do I see? These assholes out here yelling Allah Akbar. Like we're in the, like, where the hell are we? Qatar? Get the hell out of here. Get this under control. Arrest these guys. They're terrorists. We're back to that. It's basically a whole turn of events. We're, we're reliving uh, <coughs> the past, what, 10 years? 20 years in like hyperspeed time is what we're doing. We're just replaying history in a fast pace in this hyperspeed time was like, what now we're going back to like yelling at Brown people, calling them terrorists. Like they just flew a couple planes into some towers, you know, we're back to those days. Remember those good old days. Remember the good old days when you could just beat the shit out of a Arab and people would applaud you. Those good old days. I'm talking about the good old days when Nelly was in the top charts of the Billboard 100. You know, it's getting hot in here. Ill timing for that song to come. I don't even know when it was released. I'm, I'm assuming around that time. Who gives a shit is what I'm trying to say. But what a song to release as the uh, towers were like just ablaze. It's getting hot in here. So jump out the window. I am falling so fast. I can't be a closer. Can't believe he sung those lyrics right after such a horrific event that took place in New York City in 2001. What an asshole. Why would Nelly sing that? It's getting hot in here. But that's what I mean, folks. We're back to the good old days where you can yell at Arabs. You know, the Jews skirted by another one. They got it. They put it back on. Back on the brown, you just run around and you start yelling at the Arabs and the Muslims, calling them terrorists. Uh, you know they they're they're uh, back to the back to airport security, giving them a hard time. You know, hey, we're back, we're back because you know the general public is just way too fucking stupid to ever understand what the hell is going on over there. I'm too dumb to understand what's going on over there. That's why I keep my opinions very, you know, do I like, do I like war? Yes, because it's good for the Canadian oil industry. And the boys out there might, you know, we might see a $150 barrel of oil coming up here soon, folks. You know what that means? Here comes the money. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. We can go back to the good old, speaking of the good old days, you could hire a guy with Down syndrome to go and be a pipe fitter, making $80 an hour up in Fort McMurray. Those were the good old days. Drill, baby, drill. Every drug addict from your hometown that didn't graduate high school, what did he do? Well, all else fails. The oil patch is there. And we got to go back to those days because it kept everybody quiet. Everybody was working. Now we got too much time or our debt is up to our ears. So what do you do? You don't, you're not motivated to go out there and make a buck. Why would you when the whole world is coming, crumbling down upon you, you know? And I say that figuratively, not literally like what's happening over you know, we're, we're very sensitive to the issues that are taking place over there. You know, if we are, but we got to make some fucking money over here for God's sakes. You know, we can't, we can't have every jackass that's running around stealing catalytic converters. Eventually, do you think you can make a career out of that? No, no, no. 
They got to get out there and put some scaffolding together so that way people that have an actual skill can go in and finish the job. That's what we need. That's what we got to do. We got to get the crackheads putting fucking scaffolding together again. You know, let's make this country great. Gear up. Let's go to war one more time. We'll get an oil boom. Everybody can get themselves out of debt. Let's be smarter with our money this time, folks. Let's be smarter with our money, fellas. Because you know when those bombs start dropping, you know, it's coming. The price of oil is going to shoot the fuck back up. And the fellas can make some cash. You can own a home again without a high school diploma. You remember those days? Those were, that's what it, maybe that's what this episode should be called. The good old days when you could be borderline retarded with a drug addiction and make $150,000 a year just to finance everything under the sun. Nothing that, that, that will uh, build wealth by any means. You know, it's always a uh, dumb th- You needed an RV for some reason, even though you work 390 days out of the 364 that exist, right? But you needed an RV because it looks good in the driveway of the place you rent. That's what we got to go back to, fellas. That's when life was at its peak. You needed three dirt bikes because God forbid you can't have a 125 without a 250. And what is a 250 without a 450? I don't even know what fucking... That's how much I don't give a shit anymore. You know... The new old lady that you got, her kid just turned 13. He needs an ATV and a moped. So what do you do? Grab some overtime. We're going back to the Mac. We're going drilling. Make the oil patch great again. And we are just a few nukes away from that happening. That's all we need. That's all you should care about if you live in a in a oil-rich portion of the country it's like oh boy here we come paydays right around the corner you know that's that's the that you, you know you love to sit here and pretend that you got sympathy and empathy for the wars that take place overseas but do you really you know it's not like you pick up a gun and go over there and fight Christ, you barely give a shit about the guys that did pick up guns and went over there, fought, and they come back, and then now they're homeless on the street. Now you just have the decency to look at them and be like, get a job, you fucking bum. And it's like, well, that guy, that guy right there shot rocket launchers at a family of eight while he was in Afghanistan. So he's a little screwed up upstairs, so forgive me. That this guy just wants to fucking numb his pain with a crack pipe and, and a tent in the middle of the downtown core. My apologies that the government, after they were done using him, just threw him out to the wolves. Hey, enjoy yourself out there. Sorry, I understand you got PTSD, but we simply cannot afford to give a shit right now. So what we can do is we'll give you $3 to go get a coffee. And then you can use that cup to jingle change in and you got yourself a business plan. You can get back on your feet on, on your own. Jesus Christ. What a world we live in. This, uh, 
This next portion, this is where things get very, very fun. This is a, this is what I mean. Like where in Canada, you just gotta ignore everything that's taking place overseas. And you just gotta do whatever the hell you want. No one cares anymore. And, and this, this next bit, you'll understand where I'm coming from once we get into this. And I know I'm leaving a lot of looming cliffhangers for you, right? You're really like, what could he possibly talk about next on this show after giving us a, a rile up the troops speech about going back to the oil patch to make some goddamn money because, you know, the Jews are carpet bombing the Palestinians and the Americans are getting involved. Even the Taliban wants, to, wants another shot you know, they're going to give the Americans another shot at the strap. But here, a Saskatchewan village turns to RCMP after group threatens executions. <coughs> this is where things get fun. Canada is, before we get into this, Canada is one goofy country. It is one goofy place. It is. And I know some people that have been to jail are probably like, fucking, you can't say goofy on the air. Settle down. I've never been to prison. Sorry, I never spent time inside of a jail to understand what language should and should not be used. Goofy. But this place is goofy. You can do whatever the hell you want at this point. And it just takes forever for the police to really do anything. You know, uh, there's individuals infiltrating towns, threatening to take them over. You got this Queen of Canada. That's what we're going to get into. The Queen of Canada. And, and actually, let's roll the tape. Village of Richmond, Saskatchewan, play has been replaced by patrol. An old school building now occupied by a group of conspiracy theorists. Mm -hmm. While that group's leader works inside, the 118 people who live here worry outside. It's got everybody on their toes and it's been sort of like uh, people are just staying in their houses more. And I did talk to a younger kid whatever the other day and I said, what do you think of these people here? And he said, oh man, that's scary. I'll never go there. The woman inside the school is Romana Digilo. She says she's the queen of Canada and her followers believe it. This, this is what I mean. When I say that this place is a goofy place, it is a fucking haven for retards. You know, anybody with a brain is looking at Canada and being like, Jesus Christ, you know, why aren't we carpet bombing them? This little Filipino comes over here, right? Queen Didaloo, what? Who cares? Who cares to give her name any grace? Is claiming that she is the Queen of Canada, right? She's the new leader of the First Nations people. This, uh, and this is what the town is fearing. Now we'll get into a different portion of, uh, or a different article. My apologies, where she was ran out of town. And that's how easily, you know, when this thing shows up and says that they are going to fucking publicly execute nurses, you just got to laugh, right? It's like if your high school bully was the nerdy kid. When you, the nerdy kid is the high school bully and you, 
you just think to yourself, you, you move to a new school, you get there, right? And the Mormon kids are the bullies. And you think to yourself, what kind of ass backward shit is this? What kind of horse shit is this? You look at this and she's doing a little, nice little salute, got her hoodie on. It's so funny, the videos that come out of this human being. She was out trying to garner support with the public by handing out cucumbers and sardines. Canned sardines is what she was doing to garner the support while rolling around Canada trying to find herself a safe haven in an RV. And now some fucking lunatic in a Saskatchewan village has opened up a school that he owns to these morons to exist in. <coughs> <coughs> One of my friends said that we're looking at the next Canadian Waco. And I said, oh yeah, you think that these people are a threat? At least in Waco, you're in Texas and they, have, they were armed to the teeth. Eight people with a good right hand could walk in there and overthrow that school. Me and seven of my friends could walk into that school and overthrow her. I could overthrow her and become the king of Canada. Wouldn't that be something? What if we go back to medieval times? Somebody harpoons her with a spear. And claims that they're the king of Canada. Do they go to a jail for murder? Or what do you applaud them? Do you give a fucking purple heart to this person? What do you do? This is the insanity that's taking place inside the fucking walls of Canada right now. And it just slowly, slowly gets worse. You know? It's, it's hard. And I know I don't have the most articulate uh, way of speaking. But as you view and listen to this, you think to yourself, like, why am I paying taxes? Why do I wake up in the morning and do what I do when a plethora of morons just do whatever the fuck they want? Why can't I? And the question or the answer to that question is very simple. There's nothing stopping you. There is absolutely zero stopping you from convincing people that you are the queen of Canada and having them carry you to this goal of, of what you think of overthrowing the Canadian government. It's insane. We've really lost grip on reality up here, and I'm here for it. There is no better reality TV than the Canadian news that's being pumped out. And these morons that just... And the fun thing is, is, uh, it's see, you know, all the things that are garnering headlines right now are the, are the migrants, the immigrants that come here. This one's from the Philippines, which, you know, it's funny because she calls for the execution of nurses who administrated the vaccine. But I think that that's got to be like three quarters of her family. You know, as a Filipino, you've been in a hospital lately. Not, you know, you get a little upset when it's a white person giving you a hand. You're like, oh, well, the fucking Filipinos give better care. Can you get a Filipino up in here? Jesus Christ, what the hell is this? What are we, a third world country? Christ almighty, the crackers should be at home. Get this fucking brought out of here. But meanwhile, 
This fucking. This is what happens when uh, you use Flint, Michigan water in your Tim Hortons coffee. This is what happens. You start going around town and you convince other fucking dipshits that, hey, we should all move into this school and plot our plot our resistance against the Canadian fucking government. My God. A small group closest to her and the tens of thousands online who get her messages, or as she calls them, decrees. <laughs> they vary from not paying taxes to encouraging violence against those who give out COVID vaccines. <laughs> you go home! After being driven out of Camsack, Saskatchewan last month, residents say Digilo's convoy arrived in Richmond the following day, setting up in the school after the local who owns it sent out an invite. <laughs> Hi, Rick. We're just hoping to speak with someone who's saying... He and other members of the group didn't respond to our requests for interviews. Oh, yeah. They also ignored Richmond's protest. The people we spoke with who live here in Richmond say they don't want to share their opinions publicly because they're afraid of facing individual threats. Now, some Yeah, that's what they're afraid of. Go back just a, a sea hair there. Test. The people we spoke with who live here in Richmond say they don't want to share their opinions publicly because they're afraid of facing individual threats. Now Oh, the people in the town. I misheard that. My apologies. Richmond's protest. The people we spoke with who live here in Richmond say they don't want to share their opinions publicly because they're afraid of facing individual threats. Now See, they're, 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 now we'll get into this other town that uh, the uh, Cumsack was, uh, I, I believe I, I butchered that. That's what this podcast is, is just horrible opinions of like, what the hell is going on out there? But like, this is where you got to stop being polite to fucking idiots. You know, this is where we have, we are wrong as Canadians. We've spent so much time of, of, uh, uh, our culture is just naturally kind. Right. But then we allow too many fucking idiots and you're like, you know, when somebody's so incredibly stupid that you just, you don't have the goal to tell them they're dumb to their face. This is a this is a that in real time of like morons overtaking a school. I guess they're not overtaking it. They're they they've been giving the given this place to reside for quite some time. They're all locked up. They got their trailers and whatnot. They got a little area there they can hang out and smoke their cigarettes. They got security on guard. The residents here are scared that they're going to face threats from these lunatics. Now, I understand that to a degree, but are they really that violent? <clears throat> I can't imagine that uh, the emotional well-being of these people is something that you would want to encounter on a regular day. Uh, you know, these aren't the folks that you seek out. These are like the folks that you catch on like a, 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 a midday bar crowd. You know, this is all that they got. And they are fighting the goddamn good fight that they believe is, is just the true fight against good and evil. The QAnon, like even the QAnon shaman has went to jail and has been released. This is how fucking far behind. When I say that we are behind America, this is how far behind we are. Is that this is starting to finally garner some attention, you know? She's, she's had a few headlines previous to this. I am just contradicting myself so much on this episode that it's 
irritating me right now. I am sorry. I'm hopped up on fucking all sorts of green tea and cough medicines. You fucking, you know, you got pills and all this shit, you know, you lack of sleep and then you throw this into my goddamn newsfeed. And I can't sit there and not talk about it. But at the same time, you got to look at it and be like, how stupid are these people? How, how dumb are these people? And when I say that Canada is six years behind America, this is what I mean. These are the lunatics. These are the people that would storm our capital. And I mean like parliament building or whatever legislative build. These idiots, instead, they overtake a fucking school in a village. A village, not even a town, a village, okay? And now the village is a little upset that they're all here. These idiots just come in and ruin everybody's good time that they were having. You know, a small town is great to live in until you put too many jackasses in it, you know? Too many morons, you know? And that's the last thing you want to deal with while you're out in public is some fucking moron who's convinced other morons that she's the queen of Canada. I can only imagine the types of folks that are inside the walls of those schools. In fact, this is the like the furthest thing that they are the closest they've gotten to like a graduation is being in that school right now. They're walking into classrooms that they did not graduate from. The irony here is so rich. It is just, oh, it's a chef's kiss of just a, a goddamn parody of this whole scenario. You couldn't have asked for a better punchline right here in living, breathing time. Let's overtake a school. You might even pick up a book. Pick up, you know what? Lock them in there. This is what we're going to do. Lock them in there. The residents of that town, make sure they do not leave until every single one of them reads at least five books inside that school's library. Okay? That's the rule. You guys can stay here and we're not letting you out. You're not allowed food. You're not allowed, you can, if the water bill is being paid by the owner of this property, then fine. But if you can't sustain life on this property, you're fucked. But we will let you out. We're going to hold you there at gunpoint until all of you have read five books that don't that don't consist of like pictures and two sentences no dr seuss novels no cheating i call them novels jesus no doctor dr seuss novels that's the that's the that's the jesus never mind never mind what is that thank you yeah it's exactly it that is exactly it some say this is no big deal because they're on private land, so leave them be. While others say their presence is intimidating and it's causing anxiety. Oh on no. Sunday, Digilo's group sent out. Causing anxiety. God, you know, I hope to God a war never touches down on this fucking country's soil. Can you imagine that? 
bullet whizzes by some Gen Z's head and immediately to Twitter, it's giving me anxiety. I got anxiety. There's people in our town that we don't like. I got anxiety. Where's the, where's the goddamn fucking military when we need them? I got anxiety. Jesus Christ. But threatening letters to locals and authorities, suggesting whoever gets in the group's way or doesn't abide by its beliefs will face public execution. <laughs> the community asked the province for help, but it deferred to the RCMP. Oh, joy. These issues with the, the most seriousness, uh, seriousness and, and, and making sure that, uh, that we're able to maintain some, some, some freedom of association, some freedom of speech. What does happen if something does happen to a kid? And then everybody says, oh, maybe we should have did something. And that's too late then. The mayor says the school doesn't have heat. Online, Digilo's followers say they're stocking up on socks and mitts, preparing for a prairie winter. Sam Sampson, CBC News, Richmond, Saskatchewan. Jesus Christ. How enjoyable is that? But this is the, we'll, we'll, we'll end on a high note. After being forced out of Sastown, QAnon Queen moves to another community in the province. A leading figure in the Canadian offshoot of a fringe conspiracy movement appears to have made her way to another Saskatchewan community, Romana Didilo. Who fucking, what a dumb name. Here we go. Several vehicles associated with the self-proclaimed Queen of Canada parked on Main Street in Camp Sack. And as Wayne Manteca report, a small... Get some juice on that. Why is that so quiet, huh? There we go. The Saskatchewan community has Whoa. driven out supporters of a fringe QAnon group. It <laughs> happened when several vehicles associated with the self-proclaimed Queen of Canada parked on Main Street in Camp Sack. And as Wayne Manteca reports, townsfolk quickly made it known. <laughs> wow, a little fumble on the words there. It sounds like you're, what are you, the host of the Uncle Hack podcast, you fucking jackass? It's hairlines too nice to ever fucking host this show. But, uh... You know what? Uh, I love the dig that he, the self-proclaimed uh, queen of Canada. They were unwelcome. A cavalcade of approximately eight vehicles arrived in Camsack in the early morning hours of Wednesday. The community's acting administrator went out to investigate. It was very alarming. It really, really was very alarming and worrisome because when they're claiming to be taking over the town. The lead motorhome carried a woman claiming to be Queen of Canada and leader of First Nations. The QAnon group. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine how that worked out. The self-proclaimed Queen of Canada and leader of First Nations shows up to a small town in Saskatchewan, which has First Nations, okay? That's what they want to deal with, is some lunatic. Like, like the QAnon Queen showing up and being like, I'm infiltrating your town. Good luck. I don't know if you've ever fought of native guy, but they don't quit. They're not a fun fight. They've never been fun to fight. 
whether or not they're good at it, they will keep coming back. And I think she that classic fuck around find out group promotes several fringe views and takes issue with healthcare workers who promoted vaccination campaigns. This is a dangerous group. When I read things online, they they've threatened to kill healthcare workers and firefighters. Our hospital and and clinic went on a lockdown. About 200 angry townsfolk and members of nearby First Nations confronted the group and escorted them out of town. There was no violence, no nothing. It was it was just amazing to see how quickly this community and the neighboring <laughs> First Nations came together in a common goal about getting this group out of town. Oh, yeah. It reminded the town of a country song title. And all I could think of was the song by Jason Aldean of Try That in a Small Town. And <laughs> this is what happens. We came together to take care of our own, so. The cavalcade has since been <laughs> spotted near Regina, parked outside another small town. Wayne Manteca, CTV News, Regina. See, that's... That's exactly how you got to treat these people. You know, we got to go back to just beating up morons. I I know, like, oh, well, what are you going to go on violence? Yeah, against people like that. You imagine that fucking idiot? I would love for that idiot to show up in Tabor. You know how many people are walking around itching for a fight in Tabor? Too many, you know? And you give them a reason to be like, you mean I can be violent against them and rather than my own uh, townsmen, townspeople, if you're a liberal? Uh, and I just get to reinforce down, uh, reinforce down upon thee and enjoy myself for a, a, a little moment. And I get to beat the hell out of this individual Well, individuals. That's all that needs to happen. I can't imagine any of those people are threatening by any means other than their words. Their presence, you know, if you're following around what looks to be like a fucking, like a, a, a gas station store owner in like one of the, you know, those gas stations that are in the middle of fucking nowhere. And it's always like a Chinese family lives on one side or, you know, there's always an Asian family that lives on one side. There was always one right out where I used to work. And, uh. They would, it, it was like they lived on the left side of the store that used to be a, re, a restaurant that they transformed into their living quarters, and the other side was the store. But she looks like the owner that would just sit there and watch the news program from her from her uh, uh, native country. And meanwhile, just be like, oh, oh, hi, hi, hi. Just knows that if I ring up these prices, these people will pay. I remember I paid seven different prices for a banana. And I just didn't have the goal to try and argue somebody with somebody who did, could could not speak English. You know, that's how you got to treat these people, though, is the complete opposite. And just beat the hell out of them. Tell them, fucking get out of here. Go live in the woods. Go do that out in the woods. Go threaten the deer. Let them know you're upset. My God. Unreal. You know what I forgot to do at the beginning of the episode? That's how this is. A, you know, I'm sick when I forgot to tell you all the stand updates. My God. 
I'm losing it. Speaking of which, uh, head to dangercatshop.com. Pick up your tickets today. Uh, you're going to laugh because I'm going to put an excerpt, excerpt, something, whatever the word is, where you take a piece of the last end of the video and put it in. We're going to put a little excerpt in the beginning of the podcast. Anyways, thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Uncle Act Podcast, ladies and gentlemen.